Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Women in Motorsports. Oh boy, let's start that over. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Women in Motorsports. I'm Melinda Russell, and I'm your host for tonight. Thank you for listening in and being patient. Um, when we interview ladies from all over the country and the world, actually, uh, sometimes we have a little bit of technology issues, which I'm sure you understand. So thanks for being with us. Like and share what we're doing, and we'll have our guests on here in just a few moments. But first, I wanted to make sure you knew that this podcast is brought to you by the International Women's Motorsports Association. We are an association for all women of any ages, from young girls to elderly women who have been involved in motorsports in some way or another. So you might have been a driver, a crew member, um, you might have owned the car, maybe you owned the track, any capacity. You could have been a, a super fan, you could have been the ticket taker, whatever it was. You have a story and we love to tell the stories. So um, jump on the podcast with us on Tuesday nights. Get onto our Facebook page, International Women's Motorsports Association, and connect with us. And if you know anyone that should be interviewed or be on our show, then uh, let us know, and we'd love to interview them. Hang on here one second. Okay, I think my guest might be around, so we're going to get her on here in a second. Um, the August issue of our magazine just recently came out. I'll show you what the front of it looks like here. I've got a copy right here. And it's the August issue, and all the stories in this issue are about the ladies at Grundy County in Morris, Illinois. So that was a lot of fun. I got to visit with them this summer. I went to their track over Memorial Day weekend, and I met quite a few of these ladies. And uh, this issue, I got a chance to tell their stories to you. So if you would like to read a copy of that, it's a digital magazine. You can go to IWMANation.com. That's our website. Go there and you can sign up to become a member. You'll always get the magazines included in your membership. Um, go there. You can check out a sample copy. Or if you want to see what it looks like uh, before you join our association and be part of our community, then uh, let me know on email it's iwma at gmail.com i'm sorry iwma nation at gmail.com just send me an email and say hey i'd like to see a sample of your magazine and um we'll get one out to you hey delaney dunn's on listening hi delaney michelle and russ little ray orton thanks everybody for being on and listening with us tonight um my first guest is tonight hopefully she's there is Denise Daycheck Engel. And Denise is the flyer, flagger for the ARCA. There she is. She's at her hey. son's football game. Yeah. Denise Hi. is the flagger for the ARCA series. And I met her just like I've met so many wonderful ladies through Facebook. Somebody mentioned her and told me that she was uh, one of the ladies that I should definitely get to know. So I, um, Saw her at Michigan in June, and we had a chance to visit, which was great. And um, she's going to be at Berlin this weekend. The ARCA teams are going to be back at Berlin this weekend racing, and Denise will be in the in the flag stand. 
So I encourage all of you to come out and watch. And tonight, she's at her son's football game. Is that right, Denise? Yeah, being a mom today. She's being a mom. So why don't we start there? Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, your kids, that kind of thing? Well, I have five kids. My oldest daughter is 29, a doctor. And my other kids are 16, 15, 14, and 13, all athletes, soccer players, football. So it's nonstop for me. I work another full, a full-time job in, in addition to flagging. Right. I knew you did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you live in Ohio. Yep. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, you're going to be at Berlin this weekend flagging. So I, it was good that we could have you on tonight. Yeah. So this has kind of been a journey. I'm sure you didn't start out flagging ARCA. So why don't you tell us where you got started being involved in racing and how you ended up being the flagger for the ARCA series? Oh, that's a great story. So I started racing when I was 15. My dad and my brother raced. So I've been around racing my whole life. And uh, I raced competitively for a long time. And when I, I just couldn't be competitive anymore. My friend owned a racetrack locally here in Ohio, Lorraine County Speedway. And uh, I just said, hey, I want to come work at the track. And they had me work the pit shoot one night and I didn't like it. I said I wanted to go on the flag stand, so I, I was uh, the gentleman that was flagging. It was his assistant for about seven years, and I showed up one day, and they fired him, and uh, they <laughs> said, you're it. <laughs> so I flagged there for 10 straight years, super modified, anything that came. Um, I'm a big late model fan, so I like fenders, and um, so I did that for a long time, and then took time off to, um, I was married for 17 years to a non-racer so we had our family and then when he and I got a divorce I started flagging again and um, I flagged the ARCA truck series uh, which is not in his they're not around anymore but um, and then I got picked up by the ARCA car series national tour and I still flag locally uh, whenever I'm available I just flagged super modifieds a couple weeks ago at Lorraine so that was fun um, so yeah, that's kind of how, how it went. I've been flagging a long time and I'm so blessed and I love it. Yeah, I know. I know you love it. Cause when you talk about it, your face lights up. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a big responsibility, but I just, I love it so much. It, yes, it is. So, um, I know that I, I ask you a question that I think a lot of people or some people have asked you before. And I, I asked you when I met you, what happened if you dropped the flag? I'm trying to back up to where everybody's not cheering. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. We got a touchdown, by the way. But can you say awesome. that again? <laughs> Yay. So I asked you when I met you, um, what happens if you drop the flag? And what did you tell me? You're fired. I yeah. was with the Arc Racing Series. You know, you're done. Um, yeah. So I take my job very seriously. I put every precaution I can in place to, you know, pray to God that I don't. You know, I'm human, so I pray, I just pray every day I don't, but mistakes happen. You just try not to make one, but it's right. just a job we all take very seriously. I'm on TV. They don't want that to happen. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to embarrass our kids, but not that way. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. That would be bad, yeah. <laughs> I may go with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what actually what you said to me is if I drop I the flag, I'd have to jump down after yeah. it. And I'm like, what? Double to the front stretch because I'm going with it. Yeah, that's that's what you told me. And 
So tell us a little bit about the flags that you use. I, I know that you each person that flags has preferences and they flag differently. And I know that you uh, explained a little bit of that to me. Why don't you share that with our listeners? Yeah, some things that I do is I have my own personal holder. And uh, I have two different holders that I use, but the one in particular that's my favorite, I, my flags go in upside down. So the handles are sticking up and not the flags waving. At uh, the Arca Racing Series, we don't want them blowing. And when there's cars going by you at 200 miles an hour, it does create quite a bit of wind. So that's, of course, a precaution to make sure I don't lose one. Um, and I always put my flags in the same order. So if you're busy and you got your hands full, you can always grab one and know that that's the right color that you need. Um, and it's interesting, different series around the country use oh, different types of flags. You know, like a passing flag for us is the blue with the, the yellow stripe down the middle. And we use an end practice flag, which is red and black. So NASCAR, interestingly enough, they wave the red and the black together. So two flags in one hand. My hands are small, so I had a custom-made red and black flag for with on one stick so I don't have to hold two flags. That's cool. We also have a black flag with a, red, um, a white X, and that is the non-scoring flag. So once I've posted you, and posting is a term that um, ARCA and NASCAR use for black flagging someone, that post the eight or post this car. Uh, once I post you three times, and they're also telling the spotters to tell him he's being black flagged, I wave the uh, black flag with the white X on it, and that tells the driver and everybody he's no longer being scored. So you're just wasting your gas. Right, exactly. <laughs> your time and your gas, and yep. the that you're going to get ran into. So you might as well get off the track. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So what is it that you enjoy the most about being a part of the racing community? I really liked um, being around all the fans and seeing the kids in the stands and people in wheelchairs and, and senior citizens. I think that's great. I love um, I love the, the production part of it, all the TV stuff and how all that works out because it's to the minute. Um, so that's really interesting. I, I just really love being on different flag stands. I take notes on every on flag computer. stand. I have a, yeah. I have a binder um, in, in our hauler and I take flag. notes on how do I get to it? That's a big thing. Like you at Daytona, you see the flag stand, like but how the heck do you get there? They drive you in a car and it's, um, you drive underneath the grandstands and you gotta know where to go. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, that kind of stuff. But I love the whole production. And I love race cars. I love the smell of gear grease and <laughs> and fast. Right. So I know you work a full-time job. So what do your coworkers or your friends think about you flagging for ARCA? Uh, hard, hardly anybody understands it. So uh, when I say I'm a starter, they're like, what does that mean? I was uh, flagging at uh, a racetrack one time. And there were boats in the infield because sometimes they race boats on trailers. I'll you know, haul them around yeah. trailer races. And I took a picture because it was raining. And I said, well, the only thing I'm flagging here today are boats because we got canceled. I came back home and it was a couple hour drive. And I went to our community fair. And one of my friends was like, I didn't know you flagged boats too. I was like, yeah, nobody gets it unless they've nobody been around racing. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets it. I hear, I hear that quite a bit actually. Oh yeah, we had there was a replay of the race one time and we have a big screen TV at my office 
and our receptionist was channel surfing and there was a replay in one of the races on there and I'm like hey I know that person and she kept right on going <laughs> and I'm like I know who wins too <laughs> yeah exactly don't spoil it I I actually I actually uh, my husband recorded the race on Saturday night for me because I oh. went to my granddaughter race and I was I was watching Race Seaver on my phone, so I kind of uh. knew what was going on. But they <laughs> I, I didn't know what all the cautions were about. So I came home and then I watched it so I could see the cautions and yep. get it again. But anyway. Yeah, so, we were a little busy. <laughs> yeah, you were a little busy. So um Larry Richardson, he's our tech guy. He wants to know how much does a set of flags cost? So I have uh, the flags that I use with the Arc Racing Series and my personal flags, and they're about $200 for a set. And that set does not include a passing flag, so you have to buy that extra. So okay. yeah, $200. And I have, I have three sets. I have a set that I usually use on dirt because uh, they're a little dirtier and I don't want to you know, get the nice ones. But at, uh, at Springfield, I use my good ones, so I'll be washing them. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, and different, uh, believe it or not, there's different manufacturers of flags, and it's a flagman's personal choice on who they want to use. I use uh, a flags made by Dynamic Designs, and they're out of California. But okay. there's Flagman of America that some some people will use all their flags. Just personal <laughs> choice. The materials are different. The sticks are different. Okay. And then the day that we met you at Michigan, you had a very special flag that you were carrying around. Can you tell uh, our listeners what you do with that flag? Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the job is the checkered flag has the date and the racetrack on it. So I like to take that around the stands before our race and let families get pictures with it as a special moment for them as a, a family outing or kids waving it. And mm -hmm. um, I'll take their family photo for them. So if you see me, you guys all come find me and I'm happy to let you wave that flag and I'll take your picture with it and always have that memory. Yeah, that that was great. You took a picture of Chico and I, and you, Jeremy, took our picture with us. Yep. So that was fun to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you were driving a race car, um, did you have any success? Did you win any races that you, you know, specifically remember? <laughs> what was it about being a race car driver did you enjoy? I loved it. I really did. Um, I. I finished second in points one time and I was 17 years old. And unfortunately their banquet was held at a bar and I wasn't old um, enough to go get my trophy, but um, it was, was really nice beating the guys. <laughs> Girls, yeah. you know that. Um, I, I just, I was really liked it and being competitive, but I, I think once you've been an official so long, um, which I have been, your heart changes. I don't know that I could drive a race car again because it's a different, I think like an official and as an official, you have to think like you're the one writing the check and that's different than being a racer. My heart's different. Okay. That makes sense. I can yep. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. It was, it was a good time. I, I'd love to, to drive one again, just a hot lap once, but Oh, it's all right. There's no, never any time for that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So they want to know if you, do you pay for your flags? I think you said you did, or did does Arca pay for them? You um, pay for your flags. Arca has a set of flags. They're a little bit bigger than what I like to wave. They're a 30 by 30, and mine are like a 24 by 30. They're just a little bit shorter because I found that on the flag stands at like Pocono and Daytona, the wind conditions, and it'll take your arm off. And I just think they're a little bit 
I can weigh them a little crisper. My arms are short too, and I'll snap myself in the face sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are my personal flags. Okay. So J.R. Long wants to know is what is, how is your relationship with the teams and the drivers? Yeah, that is just so um, amazing because I'm also a tech official. So I spend the biggest part of my day teching cars and, uh, you know, doing my, my responsibilities as an official there before I even go to the flag stand. It's back and forth all day long. And you do kind of get attached to everybody because you see how hard they work and and just the, the, the effort that goes into even finishing a race or making the race that, gosh, when they win and I wave the checkered flag, I feel like handing that off to them. I win, too. Um, I'm happy for everybody that finishes. And, I, of course, everybody has their favorites. Nobody will ever know mine. But <laughs> I'm just thrilled when everybody wins because you do get attached. You know, our banquet at the end of the year, everybody's dressed up and, and you see everybody. And uh, at ARCA, we're all really a family. It's everybody's really close. Somebody gets sick, you know, you know, just, uh, yeah, I love everybody. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty good series. I've come to really, really enjoy that series a lot. Yeah, we have Probably. One. I honestly, Chris, I love my, Na my NASCAR drivers, but, um, I think I'm starting to really enjoy the Arca and the trucks almost more than I enjoyed the other. I just, yeah. for some reason this summer, I've just really been interested because I know a few of them a little yep. better. So that makes a difference when you start to know them. Yeah. I'm really is. enjoying watching the trucks in Xfinity because I know a lot of those guys because I gave them checkered flags and I checked them in at the driver's meetings. That's one of my jobs is I go to the driver's meetings and take attendance and uh -huh. you know, you get to know them and um, watching them move up and, and be successful is really cool. Right. It is. And I, I've really enjoyed that this summer. So do you have a memorable moment uh, from being a flagger? Um, some of my memorable moments are stupid because they're of ironic things that happened. Like okay, driver through the fence to give him the flag and that's on TV and then having the Fox sports announcer say her arms are too short. <laughs> Those are all memorable moments right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. fun stuff like that. I, every every moment is very special for me, and I stand on every flag stand and thank God for the opportunity. Yeah, that's great. So do you have a favorite track to flag at and your least favorite track? Ooh, my least favorite track would probably be Winchester. Um, I got a hole in my leg from Winchester when we were there last year. A chunk of the track had come up and went through my pants, through my lucky socks. Oh. right through my legs so i have a nice little scar but i have a super speedway i like the mile and a half tracks i think you have more time and uh you know the speeds are really great and and i think the racing's good um pocono is is probably one of my favorites because i just love the area over there it's just really mm -hmm. really pretty it's a tough track to flag because you can't see all the way around so you don't know who's coming at you right. whether it's a lap car it's a you know or the leader, you're like, oh, there he is, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to be prepared at all times, don't you? you? Are. Yeah, you got to stay paying attention and stay focused. I love it. But Daytona, Daytona was amazing. Just uh, just to, to, you know, the Daytona 500 was bigger than Christmas in my house when I was a kid. Uh huh. My mom would make a turkey and, you know, that was a big day for my dad and my brother. It was, and now just to be able to go on the flag, stand there and know my dad's at home on TV, you know, watching me and, yeah, you know, that's a very special moment, but I, I like the bigger tracks. 
Yeah, that is a very special moment, especially mm -hmm. I know your your parents are getting a little older, and so that's nice that yeah that you're there and what you're doing. Yeah, I've, my, I've got lots of challenges. I have a mother in a nursing home. My dad's health is failing, so I'm yeah. on to death with kids and sports. And I know, I, I know I you are. That moment when I get to go flag, and that's that's my moment to to be me. Yeah, that's great. So you interact with the fans some. Do you have any uh, special experience that you've had with the fans? or? I really like the fact that you see the same ones when you go back to the track. They come see and they're like, hey, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. always really fun. Yeah. Um, where, I, where I grew up racing, it's uh, going back there occasionally to watch the same fans are sitting in the same spot in the stands and, mm -hmm. and you know local racing that's that's really special and that's what the foundation of racing is is, is those special people and and everybody supporting it and racing's in trouble we need to we need to get everybody back to the track and and make it fun again and you know yeah absolutely well, J.R. Long said that your passion definitely shows on your face which I have to agree with there <laughs> And then uh, the question, do your kids ever go with you to the races? It's really hard for me to take them now uh, because our days are so long. And um, it's, I have nothing to do with them. Like at Springfield this weekend, I was on the 4.30 setup crew. I was at the track at 4.30 in the morning and I can't leave them at a hotel. And well, they would be pretty mad at me if I took four teenagers to sit in a car at 4.30 in the morning at a racetrack. Yeah, but, uh, I've taken them before. Uh, my daughter, I took her out of school last year. She went to Kentucky with me and sat behind the flags and had a chance to go in the Fox Sports announcer booth. And she said, nope, I want to sit behind my mom on the flag stand. Oh. She's actually flagged with me quite a bit. If you look through my Facebook, you'll see pictures of her on the flag stand with me with the ARCA truck series. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. They're busy with sports. I'll be like, did you watch? And they'll be like, uh oh, you were on? Yeah. <laughs> it's old. It's no big deal to them. They're used to it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they just know mom goes away and comes back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's pretty cool. So um, what do you do? What do you like to do besides flag? I know your kids are real involved. You're a busy mom, sports mom. What else? Uh, you know, I like to kayak. Um, we like to I like to bike ride and I'm attempting jogging. I can't stand to jog. But I'm trying to jog. <laughs> Can't do that with you. Sorry. <laughs> I know it's okay. I like wines, but I don't drink a whole lot of wine. But I do enjoy a glass of wine. Okay. Um, I cook a lot. Um, I cook big meals. I make. This is something very special I do in my family. I do Sunday dinner. Okay. So every Sunday that I'm not racing, I make the old traditional, you know, the roast mashed potatoes, and my kids love Sunday dinner. So that's probably what I do a lot. Okay. And laundry. And laundry, laundry. yeah. I, I bet you do a lot of laundry. A lot of football uniforms, right? I hate laundry. Yeah. So um, if you could change anything about ARCA or racing in general, what would you change? I would not change anything about ARCA. I see the saying all the time, we're like Jello. <laughs> we gel. We are just the best family in the world. And I love Ron Drager and my bosses and the whole management team at ARCA. Um, I, I can't imagine life without them. Um, racing in general, boy, the, I, the social media is bad stuff that's, that's really hurting tracks. Um, that's tough. But everybody, you know, we have an opinion and 
boy voicing that sometimes in the wrong way. I always say, deliver the message. Be careful how you deliver your message. Um, I think racing's a little expensive. I quit because I couldn't, I couldn't be competitive at on the financial side. Yeah. I wish there was yeah. a way we could get back to the basics and the traditional rules of racing. Um, I, that's about all I can say is just, you know, I go to the promoter workshops and at Daytona and, you know, I yeah. take and try to help my friends that, that have racetracks and give them ideas, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, life's a season and seasons change and we may not like it, but it happens. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to read you this from J.R. Long. J.R. is involved around here with us in uh, the racing community. And he says, I know we all appreciate you, and it's great to see so many women being involved more in the National Series. Thank you for your passion and commitment to racing. And then Ray Orton wants to know, what time is dinner? <laughs> tonight, Atsi, Atsi, uh, I don't tonight it's a hot dog at the football game, Actually, right? Actually, I threw um, Italian sausage and peppers in the crock pot, so that's what tonight's dinner is. <laughs> okay, awesome. So if there's a long green flag or a, or like a wreck and a red flag, what do you what do you do? What do you stand up there and think about when that's going on? Um I when it's long greens, you just paying attention to your leader. Don't ever lose your leader and who's in second because if something happens to him, you got to know who's second and that's real important flagging super modifieds or any open wheel sprint cars cuz they're so fast. Um red flags Watch the TV monitors in front of you. <laughs> Sometimes those big screen TVs. So and when it's a big track and we watch them go around, so I can only see the front stretch. Like at Daytona, we watch the TV monitors and see what's happening on the back stretch. But I really try to stay focused and just watch what's going on. And, you know, okay. you're always watching for debris on the track or something. Right, right. Listen to radios because you have two radios that, I have two different channels, one in each ear. So you're always listening for somebody to say something to you that you got to do something. Right. That's what I wondered. So who tells you to throw the, throw the yellow flag? Yeah. So our terms in at the Arca Racing Series, and I think NASCAR as well, they say, put it out. So that's my cue to, to yellow. They'll say, put it out, put it out, turn two, turn three. Um, okay. so you're always listening for that. So that's our race director calls that. And then there's also the scoring people. They'll mm -hmm. say, you know, scoring to starter halfway next time by. So I know that I've got to do cross flags. Okay. You know, white flag next time by to the 15 or to whoever the leader is. And then I repeat that back. Yeah. So um, you're just always listening to that. And then um, the our owner of our series, Ron Drager, is in our other ear. And he usually repeats back what the race director has said. Okay. You know, because other people are on that channel. So it's like a double check system for that channel as well. Okay. All um, right. Yeah, and then other conversations that may go on between spotters and and anything else. So. Okay. Yeah. I knew somebody had to be telling you because you couldn't see it all, and so I figured you had somebody talking in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple conversations. You got to pay attention which one applies to you. Exactly. So, what do you have any jobs away from the racetrack that are part of what you do, or just on race day? Um. Yeah, no, really just on race day, uh, my day starts real early in the morning as, you know, a tech official and yeah. then assigned jobs at the end of the night, um, post-race duties. I'm on a retrieval team, so I get transponders and restrictor plates. I go get those off the the car. Okay. If it's a, a car, you know, a motor that needs a restrictor plate, not all of them do. Okay. 
All right. So, Sounds yeah. good. Not during the week, though. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh, near the end of my questions. So I just I just wanted to um, I really wanted to invite you tonight and have you on because one I'm going to see you on Saturday. Yep. And we're 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 not talking about the R word here. We're going to have sunshine and nice weather. Yep. And, and I thought it'd be nice for people to to know that you know we we kind of take those positions for granted. You know, we see the flagger, but we don't really think about who she or he is and what they do and how they've gotten to that position. And so it's it's interesting to meet you and the and the things that I've learned from you about flagging and and all that it takes because it's a it's a big big job you know it's a really big responsibility i mean especially as a woman yeah i'm a perfectionist and i want to do it better than anybody right. <laughs> i'm not better than everybody but <laughs> yeah but you you yeah you set your goals to be the best and that that's a good thing so um, I really appreciate Denise taking time out from your son's football game. I bet I think they're winning. I think I've heard three different sets of cheers. So they lost. Oh, they lost. Oh, oh darn it. <laughs> but I appreciate you taking time out tonight to be on here with us. We really appreciate it. And I encourage everybody to get to Berlin this weekend and check out the ARCA series. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great race. Thanks. I look forward to seeing everybody come and see me and it's nice to, to get to know everybody or let you get to know me just a little bit too. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. And thank you for all you do for ARCA. We know it's thank a passion you. for you and, and uh, we love keeping that series coming to Michigan. So we'll see you this weekend. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks. All guys. right. Thank you, Denise. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. So that was that was Denise Daycheck, and she is the flagger for the ARCA series, and um, just a great lady. And I I love the stuff that she does, and her passion really shows on her face. So I think we have our second guest here. Um, Kayla, are you in the lobby? There Hi. she is, Kayla. It's so nice to see you. I'm glad we got connected tonight. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's storming again. So oh, okay. Well, yeah. hopefully you'll be able to stay connected with us. So, Kayla, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in racing? Uh, I'm Kayla Yakov. I'm 11 years old, and I'm a professional uh, motorcycle road racer. Um, I think I started uh, when I was about four. I, uh, I saw a few uh, things like magazines and uh, newspapers and stuff of my dad uh, racing. So I asked my dad, uh, can I do this? And he was like, are you sure you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I want to do this. So he wanted to start me off easy. So he put me uh, on a little uh, JR and we went to a, uh, a flat track race. We watched practice, and he asked me, is this what you want to do? And I'm like, yes. So uh, that day I raced. I didn't do that good, but I had fun. And uh, after that, I went to uh, motocross and then to road racing. Okay. And how old were you when you started that? Did you tell me that? Uh, I think when I started uh, when I started flat track, I was about four and a half. 
Okay. When I started motocross, I was about uh, five or six. And okay. then road, road racing was seven. Okay. So what age are the people that you're racing against now? Uh, I think the youngest is, uh, I think, uh, I mean, it's mainly adults. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you're you're out there and you're 11 years old and you're racing against mostly adults, right? Yes. And mostly boy adults, not women, correct? Yes. Are you most often the only girl on the track during the race? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. There might so, be a few girls in the race, which is good. Yeah, that is good. So what is it about now? I have to tell you that my husband and I are huge motorcycle racing fans. We used to go to mid Ohio every summer for like 10 years in a row to watch the superbike races. Mm -hmm. um, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I can see you going around in, in my head. I can see you racing mid Ohio. Have you ever raced there? Uh, no, but uh, we're thinking of maybe racing there in the future. Okay, well, when you race there, I want you to let me know because that would be a good excuse to come and watch because we love that track. We love going there. So tell me, where, where do you race? Do you have a local track or do you travel? Where do you go to race? Uh, we travel a lot. Um, we go to Alabama, Georgia, um, uh, Virginia, uh, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Illinois, um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. I guess. That's okay. That's a lot of places. So yeah. where do you rate? Do you go to Grattan in Michigan or where do you race? Yeah. Uh, okay. Grattan. Yeah. So I, I've been there too. My, my nephew used to race motorcycles. So will you be coming back to Grattan this year or you've already been there and not again? Uh, they already had a race there for the series that I'm running. Okay. Um, but uh, we will go back probably next year. Okay. So that's another one you have to keep me up, up to date on because that's not that far for me to go. So then I can come and watch you in person. It's so much better than just talking to you through the computer. So I'd, I'd love to go watch the girls race that I've met. So Kayla, tell me, what do your friends think about you being a motorcycle racer? Uh, all my friends really think it's cool. Um, we, uh, I show my videos to like my classmates, uh, and some of my, uh, friends outside there, uh, and they, and they think it's really cool. So, um, but some of them have like social media and stuff. So they like to follow me on that. And then, uh, they kind of tell their friends about it too sometimes. Okay. All right. So tell me why, while we're talking about social media, why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow you on that? Uh, you can follow me on Facebook uh, at Kayla Yakov, K-A-Y-L-A-Y-A-A-K-O-V. Uh, and then Instagram, the same thing. Okay. So follow Kayla there and you, and we'll keep track of how she's doing this year. So how many more races do you have this season? Uh, I'm not sure. I think there's a, a bunch more that we have to do until the, the season kind of goes away. Um, okay. Yeah. What part of the country do you live in? I forgot. Where do you live? Pennsylvania. 
Pennsylvania. Yeah. So you're going to get the same kind of weather that we have pretty much. So, yeah. So do you have a most memorable moment from your racing career in your almost probably close to seven years you've been racing? Mm -hmm. Do you have a special moment that you, you want to tell us about? Uh, probably, uh, last year at, uh, uh, the We Are a GNF at, uh, Barber Motorsports Park. Um, we were doing awards on the last night of the GNF and they were, uh, announcing all the really important awards. Uh, and they had a AMA Youth Road Racer of the Year award. And, um, and they, the people who get it don't get told that they're uh, getting presented with it or anything. Uh, but so that uh, when we were sitting there, uh, they said, okay, the MA Youth Road Racer of the Year is, and I'm like, I just started. I don't know if it's going to be me or not. And then they said my name, and I was so happy. Uh, I came up and I was almost in tears. It was, mm -hmm. it was so cool. And, That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. To have, to have people that are your peers and their families, whatever, award you something that's very special. And mm -hmm. so I see behind you there, there's a lot of trophies. Are those all your trophies? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a lot of them. It looks like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty fun to have, to be able to bring those home. So if you're racing mostly against men or, you know, older people than you, do you have any kind of friendships or relationships with any of them or the race teams? Or how does that work when you're number one, a girl, and number two, so much younger than they are? Um, sponsorship's really hard to get uh, right now. Um, but the, I haven't gotten any, like, team sponsorships or anything. But I am friends with like, uh, like team members and stuff, and like. But it's pretty, it's pretty cool to like not know these people and then get to know them one day. So. Yeah. So were any of these people um, racers that you kind of looked up to, or did you not know them until you started racing against them? Some of them I did know. Uh, is when I started when I did minis I. Uh, went to uh, this place in Georgia called the Heron Compound, and that was when I was doing like little bikes. But uh, the the guy who runs it, his name's uh, Josh Heron, and he's he does Moto America, and uh, yeah. kind of trained me, and I look up to him, and uh, yeah. But that's mainly the guy who I really look up to. Yeah, I've I've heard that name involved with motorcycle racing. So. Um, you said your your dad was racing, and that's kind of how you got started. Does anybody else? Are you? Do you have brothers and sisters? Does anybody else race? Uh, no one else races right now. Um, but my little sister, I hope, uh, races soon. And how old is she? Right now, she's uh, too young. She's about a year and a half. So. Okay. All right. But she'll look up to you, and she's going to want to do what big sister does, isn't she? Hopefully. Hopefully so. So what about what about your parents? Your, your dad was a racer. What about your mom, though? How does she feel when you started racing and you were not even five years old yet? Uh, she, she liked how I raced and stuff, uh, but she was kind of scared because she doesn't want to see me get hurt or anything. 
but she is supportive, um, and uh, she, she tries to come to my races sometimes. Okay, but mostly it's you and your dad that travel? Yeah. Okay, because she's got a little one at home she's got to take care of. <laughs> so... Jim Gibbons, uh, he's a, one of the race announcers at one of our tracks. He wants to know what kind of a motorcycle do you ride? Uh, I have a lot of bikes, um, but the one that I mainly ride and that I like the most is my uh, NSF 250. Um, and it's basically a Moto 3 bike, but obviously not as fast. So, yeah. So about how fast do you typically go on your motorcycle when you're racing? Uh, it really depends on the track. Um, I think like the, the longest straightaway on the track, I think that track would probably be around uh, 120 to 130. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's pretty fast for a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't think you're a little kid, but to, to a lady like me, I have 12 grandchildren. Yeah, you're a little kid and you're going 120 miles an hour. I can see why your mom can be a little bit nervous about that. Absolutely. So is that part of why you love it? You love the speed or what is it about the motorcycle racing that you like so much? Uh, I like the uh, competition. I like uh, the adrenaline and, uh, you know, how fast everything is. Um, but that's mainly what I really like about it. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do when it's not race season? What do you like to do? Uh, I play my saxophone. Uh, I do, um, I have band for that. I, uh, play on my, uh, guitar. I do, um, I do a lot of stuff. I play with my sister. I go outside. Uh, sometimes I'll do like, BMX or stuff at the skate park um, and a lot of stuff like that. Okay. Like outside. So what's your favorite subject in school? Math. Math. Good for you. Math is one of my favorites too. That'll serve you well down the road. Mm -hmm. So do you have, do you, do you follow the professional, you know, I know you're really a professional motorcycle racer, but do you follow the, the circuit, the, the, you know, team racers and that that are well known do you follow that at all because you're a motorcycle racer yeah i like to watch uh like moto gp uh mm -hmm. world superbike moto america and uh sometimes i'll watch like motocross um okay like that. and do you have a favorite driver out of all those uh my favorite road racing uh, is mark marquez uh, and then my favorite uh, motocross rider is either Eli Tomac or Ken Roxon. Okay. All right. I figured you'd know their names. So, um, as you know, you're 11s, but you're a very mature 11-year-old. So when you were littler, did you play with cars or dolls? Or both? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play with dolls too much. Like, I didn't really care for them. Uh, and I, I played with cars, like I had, I think I had a remote control car, and then I had like matchbox cars and stuff like that. Okay. All right. I kind of figured because you, you seem to be not the, not the dull type. You seem like the active type. So um, 
Let me see what kind of questions I haven't asked you yet. What's the hardest thing about racing a motorcycle? Um, probably uh, when I'm racing is probably like uh, lines because they're very important. Uh, it makes you go faster around the track. And sometimes they're hard to learn. Sometimes they're easy. Uh, but uh, you just have to follow um, like what's right on the track and for that track. And so when you go to a new track, how do you figure that out? Is it in practice? You have, you watch what the other racers do that have been there before. How does that work? Uh, usually before we go uh, to a new track, we'll look up um, some good professional riders that have been to that track and mm -hmm. watch their like GoPro footage and stuff like that. Uh, that helps a lot to tell me where I'm going and like what lines to take. Uh, and then in practice, I try to learn off of what, what I was seeing. So, okay. So, um, Ray Orton wants to know, what do you want to do when you get older? Uh, I want to race professionally. I want to, uh, be world level. Um, like MotoGP or like World Superbike, even Moto America, I'll be fine. But I want to do something like that. Okay, and I'm not aware. Are there any women racing in those right now? Because I didn't think there were. Uh, yes, there are a few. Okay, all right. So that's that would be pretty cool if you could do that, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. You're on your way because you're only 11, and look at look at you go now. So I I don't think that's gonna anything's going to stop you at this point. So um, if you had a, a, a mom or dad or a young girl your age come up to you and say, hey, I want to try motorcycle racing, a couple questions. One, what would you say to her or, you know, would you encourage her? And what would you give her as like, where does she need to start? Um, well, uh I would encourage her because this is an awesome sport and I love it. Uh, but it, the, the type of bike would depend on uh, maybe how old she is or what she would like to start on. And I'll go off of that. And then I might put her on like a small bike first and then work her up or a person up and then um, something like that. But okay. Yeah. All right. Good answers. Very good answers. So I know we had a little trouble last week getting you on, but I'm so glad, Kayla, that we got this figured out so we could have you on the show tonight. Um, I really do want to do a story about you in our magazine, so I'll be reaching out to you about that and get that going so we can get that in the next magazine. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you would like to, is there anybody you want to thank or anybody you want to talk about or anything at all that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share with us? Uh, I need to thank my dad because he does everything for me. He's my mechanic. He's my mentor. He helps me with nutrition. He helps me with um, everything, really, with my bikes. And uh, I, have to, I have to thank a lot of people, uh, my sponsors, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, you, you don't do it by yourself, do you? It takes, it takes a whole group of people to get you on that track. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you're you're an amazing young girl, young woman, um, very mature for your age. I, I have found that the, the young girls that are in racing seem to be a little more mature than maybe girls their age, and you definitely are that. It's been a joy to talk to you tonight, and I definitely want to come and watch you race. You won't forget to tell me when you race next year, right? Promise? Forget. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, Kayla, tell your parents thanks for their hard work to get you connected with us. Um, the comments are, you know, what an awesome young girl you are. And I, I interview a lot of younger girls, and you're you're right there at the top. You're you're a pretty amazing young girl. So I can't wait to come and see you in person and watch you race. I'm going to be following you on Facebook now to to see how you do, and uh, I'll be in touch about the magazine story. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for being on with us tonight. All right. So that was Kayla. I'm not going to try to say her last name. It's um, Yakov, I think. But Kayla's from Pennsylvania. She's 11 years old. And she is a very accomplished motorcycle racer. I can tell you that my husband and I have been to a lot of motorcycle races. And I cannot imagine seeing my 11 year old daughter out on the racetrack racing with those guys and going 120 miles an hour. Wow. So a couple of really great interviews tonight. I want to thank um, Larry Richardson. Thanks for being the tech guy for us tonight. As always, um, we are sponsored by the international women's motorsports association. We are based a membership based association. We'd love for you to be part of our community. Go to IWMANation.com and you can see how to get signed up. You'll get the magazine every month and we're going to have some exciting programs coming out in the fall. So I'd love to see all of you be a part of that. Um, we'll see you next week. We've got some great guests lined up over the next few weeks. So be sure to follow us. Follow us on Twist Network and stay tuned. Thanks, everybody. Good night. And how should we